0: Welcome to another house of the Lord. It's a pleasure to stand before you, to be associated with so many people that have such a belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to thank the ladies, first of all, for the music tonight. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Also, I'd like to introduce uh, those who are up front with me. Uh, My brother Darwin here will give the invocation. My brother Ed Turner will give the benediction. And our brother Scott Nixon from the South Crystal Restoration Branch will bring the spoken word. And I'm Dennis Seymour from the Barton Restoration Group. I'd like to open the service tonight with a scripture. As our theme stated, it's seek and ye shall find. And I thought it becoming that I should read from Luke, the 11th chapter, the 11th verse. For everyone who asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And then also from Psalms the hundred and nineteenth, beginning in verse two. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. O that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes, then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes, O forsake me not utterly. We'll open our service with the use of hymn 244, which we've already sang, but it happened to be picked out by me earlier, so 244. things we ask this simple prayer that you would be with us that you would guide our hearts and make it known to us your spirit teaches those things and may we always look to you for all things we thank you for all that you have given us in our lives In this day. Continue to be with us. I pray. In Jesus name. Amen.
1: Brothers and sisters. For. uh, For our. Opening scriptures here this evening, I have I have three that I've chosen, very short ones that speak very briefly to the things that uh, I think we'll be sharing about tonight. The first comes to us, and these are all very familiar to you. The first comes to us from Third Nephi chapter 6, uh, verses 19 and 20, where we read, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. And the second scripture is from First Nephi chapter 3. Verses 27 through 32. For he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared from the foundation of the world, if it so be that they repent and come to him. For he that diligently seeketh shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded to him by the power of the Holy Ghost, as well in this time, as in times of old and as well in times of old as in times to come wherefore the course of the Lord is one eternal round and the last scripture comes from Doctrine and Covenants section 50 6b that which doth not edify is not of God And it's darkness, that which is of God, is light, and he that receiveth light, and continueth in God, receiveth more light, and that light groweth brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Thank you. Nearer, my God, to thee. What a beautiful setting we have. To hear this beautiful hymn. I so appreciate the opportunity to come and to worship with all of you this night in this setting. As we come to look upward together. As we come as one to... uh, allow our hearts and our minds to to feel and to think as much as the Spirit will allow us to and provide for us to, to think upon holy things and holy callings and I so appreciate this beautiful setting here and to uh, hear the beautiful music and to hear the continuation of that worshipful music in the sounds of the songbirds round about. We've come to worship our God, the God of all creation. He created every bit of this. The earth, the sky, the grass, the trees, and the cool breeze that we feel on a hot evening night occasionally that brings comfort. We worship the God who gave us voices so that we can sing and ears to hear that singing and eyes to see and every bit of everything we could list and mention about creation, every bit of it is a miracle brought forth by the power and the will and the love and the majesty of Almighty God. Now, to help our minds to open to the things of God this night, I want us to listen to some heartfelt, spirit blessed words from one who was with the Master. I'm going to read from 1 John, 1st chapter, 1st verse through the 5th verse. Listen to these words of one who knew our Lord, who walked with our Lord, who listened to him, who spoke with him, and I'm sure who embraced him. Brethren, this is the testimony which we give of that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. And our hands have handled of the word of life. Word with a capital W. This is Christ. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that that eternal life. Which was with the Father. And was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light And in him is no darkness at all. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And we receive of that light. And as one of those scriptures I read earlier said, the more we receive and accept, the more we receive beyond that if we seek it, if we seek it with our hearts. And brothers and sisters, we need this light, don't we? For not only is this light the gift of life itself, but by the Word, capital W again, by our Lord Jesus Christ, that light that is offered, and through all that he has done, that light that is offered is more than life. It's life abundant. More abundant than we've yet learned of. And it's in this seeking, this searching, where that more abundant life is found. It's true that in this probationary time of life, as we know, that the, uh, the Lord... And our God has more or less hidden his face from us for a little while. But his light forever shines brightly to all who seek. And because there is no darkness in him, we know he can be found. In sincere seeking, his light becomes brighter and brighter Seek and ye shall find, as we read, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And I am sure, and I testify to you this night, that everyone, everyone who seeks will truly find, no matter your age. It's such a tremendous thing to consider those who were able to walk and talk with the Master, And remember that that calling is unto us as well. As John and the apostles did, many others, and to have walked with him along the dusty roads and to hear from his own lips the gospel and to hear him speak of the mysteries of life, the mysteries of the kingdom, and to have him expound on how all things bear record of God, all things in creation, Bear record of him. And to hear his gospel, which expands our lives by the very spirit of God in all of us who seek. And to learn from our Lord. Imagine that. Learn, learning from him directly. Learning that we are called not to live an ordinary life, but to become the sons and the daughters of Almighty God. What a loving God we serve. What a loving God we seek. It was John too that recorded, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew not him. It's so true, isn't it? It's so true that indeed that those who seek not our Lord will not find him. But those that do are given to know such things as this and to understand what great love our God, our Creator, has for each and every one of us and even the mysteries of life we can expect to come forth. Just last week our family... Had the good joy to, uh, to be at a service where little children were blessed. And so it's been fresh on my mind this past week. And as I remembered those beautiful words and comments that were shared of how much the Lord loves us, and even to call forth the little children, which was very unique and uncommon in his day, especially. But as we have these beautiful scriptures to remind us of things like this, of how Jesus Christ himself called the little children to come to him and gave us a lesson too in that saying of such as these is the very kingdom, he told us. And he blessed each one which is something very real and very lasting with holy purpose, a part of it. And in, in, in this, he demonstrates the wonderful, tender love of himself and of our God towards creation. And from this, the very demonstration of love became an ordinance in the church of Jesus Christ, didn't it? And so that light moves forward through time. And that understanding and the gift that comes through things such as this, And in many other ways. God is love. And this light of God shines in so many ways. It shines in you. All of you. It shines in our homes. It's supposed to. And it can and it will. If not already. It's a brightness that gives the reflections of Christ all around us, this light from on high. We see it in so many ways. In the love of families, a mother's hug, a father's concern, the tenderness of newborn parents to watch them care for these tiny babes in arms, a grandma baking cookies, the holding hand phase of a young romance, the sacrament of marriage, families of the church gathering for reunions, all these things reflect the call of the Master and demonstrate portions and parts divinely placed in his creation and are but small glimpses into the love of God. All these things reflect the call of the Master. All the good things that we could possibly list reflect Him. But brothers and sisters, as good as all these things are, the greater offering is not simply of reflection. The greater offering from Almighty God and through the work of the Master, the greater offering is Him. The greater offering is walking with the Master. As John said, that we should have fellowship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And this calling is being offered to every woman, to every man, to every girl, to every boy. To have fellowship with Him I'm going to share some testimonies tonight. Perhaps some of you have heard some of these. That these are some of my own experiences in seeking. I'm going to share three testimonies with you. These happened when I was very young. And I hope the children and the youth are listening who are here tonight. And I'm glad to see so many are here. I look back on these testimonies and know that God was gently making himself known to me on these three occasions and helping me along the way as I was learning how to seek. The scriptures, as you know, tell us, I'm in your midst and you cannot see me. And these simple testimonies that I want to share with you tonight, to me, were proof of this. That the Lord was with me when I was just a little boy, and therefore I know that he's with all of the little boys and the little girls. These are proof to me also of the light of God that continues to shine forth truth in our lives, that he does wish for fellowship with us, and that he still speaks in our day to mankind. How does he speak when he speaks? We could come up with all kinds of of ways. Just a few I'll mention. Maybe a new idea is whispered in our minds by the Spirit. And I believe you know this, and I believe you know too, that when that happens, the Spirit's there to confirm that to you. Maybe through a dream or a vision, the Lord can speak to us. He might even point out something in a book that you're reading. If you've been prayerful and asking for his help, the spirit can move in that way too, of course. But he might even show himself to you in person. You remember what happened when the brother of Jared went to the mount, went up upon the mount to hammer out those stones out of the cliffs, Side, those rocks. When he took those to the Lord because of his faith, he was already had such a faith. The Lord could not hide himself any longer, could he? And the brother of Jared saw the finger of the Lord and then saw him and spoke to him face to face. (laughs) Saw our Lord and spoke to him. And you know, the Book of Mormon says that there were many who saw as the brother of Jared saw and had the faith such that the veil was parted for them as well. Could that happen to you? Yes, it could. In time, something like this could happen to any of us or all of us at once. There are in fact thousands of ways, of course, that God can communicate with us and speak to us. In the testimonies I'm about to share with you, three of them, he used a cottontail rabbit to speak to me. He used my high school marching band and he used a very large oak tree on a college campus. I was doing a little calculating yesterday and just to let you know these were indeed years ago, plus or minus by three or four years, it's been 50 years ago that these experiences happen. But they're still very vivid in my mind Although they're lengthy, so I'm going to stick to my notes pretty close and condense them. I wasn't exactly raised in the church, as many of you have been. But at about the age of 14, I began to wonder about prayer and about God and about how all of this works. I had just been baptized. And we lived far away from a church prior to this. and So so I was learning. At this point in time, as elders came to to share with a very small group we had in my small town in northeast Texas, I believed what they were teaching. I looked forward to each and every Sunday. Again, I was 14 years old. And we lived at this time near the end of a, a dead end street. We were free to run and play as kids in the neighborhoods were in that 40 plus acre area, mostly open field, but some woods and, and uh, some forests nearby. And I used to walk those horse trails and explore those woods very often. And one day, and I don't remember what was on my mind exactly, but I was very concerned. As a young man, I was very concerned and wondering about God, and I, I climbed down into a deep uh, creek bed dried up creek bed about 10 feet deep I'd say it was on a summer day where it was quiet where I couldn't be seen and I began to think about God I began for the first time really I have to say to pray not much out loud but pray silently I sat out there for a long time and as best as I knew how, I I prayed and, and thought a lot. And something began to happen. A feeling. And so I prayed on. A feeling, just a simple feeling, something different. A wonderful feeling and sense of peace and joy. And I couldn't understand why, but as I was out there for probably more than an hour, I really began to feel something inside something very new a feeling that I wasn't alone and that really made me think and as I prayed I felt this new feeling inside and very oddly I thought for whatever the reason I couldn't figure it out the tears began to come down my cheeks that didn't make sense to me I didn't know why But I loved what I was feeling. Now, like I say, I was out there about an hour or so, and I thought I better head home. But I sure didn't want to lose that feeling. But I climbed up out of that uh, dry creek bed and wiped the tears from my eyes and began to slowly walk that. There's a horse trail that led through the through the grass. And I noticed as I uh, was walking along that the feeling was still with me, the feeling of peace, like I wasn't alone. And I began to walk in that the well-worn horse trail that headed to the barn near where we lived. And uh, I noticed as I looked across the field there, I saw a cottontail rabbit just flying across from my right to my left. Just running like crazy. You, you've all seen those when you've been out in the woods, I'm sure. They run pretty fast. But I saw that tail running, and when he got to that horse trail, he didn't keep going. He turned and started running towards me on that trail. I thought, well, this won't last long. Once he gets a glimpse of me, he'll be off in another direction. We were quite a ways at, apart at first. But getting closer and closer as he just kept running down that trail towards me. For the next few seconds, he just kept coming. And then I began to wonder wait a minute, this is strange. And finally, he gets to within 15 or 20 feet of me and slows way down to just a slow little hop. But he kept coming. I was standing still looking at him. And he would take a hop forward and look at me and then take another hop forward until he was about, oh, three or four feet is all, just a short little distance ahead of me on that horse trail. And He looks up at me with no worry at all. I stood there thinking, this is pretty cool. But I still wondered and I still felt that feeling of peace and like I wasn't alone. and he bent over and cut a little blade of grass and began to chew on it just looking at me and I just shook my head in disbelief and I realized as I stood there that since I'd been praying in that creek bed I had that different feeling something very peaceful maybe that rabbit was feeling that peace also couple of minutes I stood there and I took a slow step forward and he took a little hop to the side. And I slowly passed and looked back as I headed home and he just sat there nibbling on that grass. No fear. What was it? I wondered, what was it? What was with that rabbit? What was that feeling in my chest? What had caused the tears on my cheeks? It was a feeling that remained with me for a while and sometimes again in the weeks and months and years that followed. That was a wonderful introduction to prayer. And I've always been thankful for that moment. I'm in your midst. And you cannot see me, the scriptures say. A couple of years later, uh, it was another time, most unexpectedly, when the Lord reminded me of his nearness. I was 17 years old at this particular time, early in my senior year in high school. I was in band, as I mentioned earlier, and we had started practice early in the summer, as so often is the case. To get ready for the year, band was my life at that time. I enjoyed it so much, but I was very quiet, very quiet young man, very shy, usually nervous about just about everything. Lots of uh, acquaintances I had, good kids that I tried to be friend with, friends with, but I was really only close to to one or two. And on this particular particular day, we had finished our practicing outside the marching band and we went inside to take care of some business and it was time to elect the student leaders for the school year and you know how that is. I've watched the same kids get nominated and voted on uh, those special needs if you will since second grade all the way through now my senior year. There were always those more popular kids, those outgoing kids, the smart kids that got all those special positions and opportunities, which was understandable to me, and I was just as well to let them have it. And so the process began. They needed drill team leaders and freshman lieutenants and sophomore lieutenants and on and on, but this year something very different happened. Someone nominated me to be senior lieutenant. And as I sat there, I immediately uh, was embarrassed, and I thought, what kind of joke is this? And I felt numb all over, and I felt like all the eyes in the room were looking at me, and indeed they were. And all I wanted to do was slide down under my chair and sink away. What was happening? And long story short, I was elected senior lieutenant of the band that year. As soon as as that was over, we closed for the day, and and I walked out to the parking lot to get into my parents' car to drive home. And I was sitting in the car, shaking my head, still trembling, wondering what's just happened. Sitting there for a minute or two, and I began to utter just a brief prayer, (laughs) asking, Lord, Lord, what's just happened? And then this thought came so clearly to my mind. I didn't hear words out loud, but quietly in my mind, very quietly, the Spirit said, Remember what you prayed? Remember what you prayed? And I thought, and I remembered. A few weeks before that, I had prayed a very serious prayer in my bedroom, on the floor by my bed. And then I went about and forgot about it. You see, here I was, a senior in high school, and I was afraid. I was afraid to grow up. I was afraid to graduate, to leave home, to go off to college. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was always nervous about everything. And this was a great concern to me. And so I sought the Lord. And I prayed and I prayed. And so a few weeks before this, I had prayed, God, can you please help me? Can you help me learn to not be afraid? Could you possibly put me in a position that would help me grow? And as I thought this, I began to realize that God was indeed, or rather had just answered this prayer fully. I was given a position of responsibility to learn and to grow in. And as I thought of this, the Spirit was upon me in great abundance. That same feeling came back, I remembered, from being in that creek bed. A feeling inside. And a feeling like I'm not alone. And so I drove home. And during the course of that year, I can't begin to explain to you just how much that simple little position changed my life. It drew me out of my shell, so to speak. My life changed a lot that year. Once more, I had an example that I am in your midst and you cannot see me. It's so important for everyone to know that God's words are true. God's promises are sure. Seek and he shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. No matter if you're 14 years old or eight years old or 110. Age doesn't matter. One more testimony I'll share that's rather difficult to share. Not because of uh, emotion or trouble in that way, but because it's strange. It's very strange. I finally decided to... Uh, go away to college make sure I'm not leaving out an important part here I will say that uh, for the next few years there were several things events in my life that brought about both good and bad in my, in my life many things had gone wrong but some went very right and I'd finally decided to go away to college. And about this time, I lost my dad to a terrible disease. And so there were a number of problems that come with that, the needs of the home. And I'm not going to go into all that. And my experience in going away to school, which I had eventually done, had gone well. Had not gone well, I should say, at all. And finally, I needed to go home. After the, at the end of a year, but mom had downsized, if you will, and uh, there was really no home to go to. But a wonderful thing happened as an aunt and uncle in Independence invited me to come and stay with them for a while. You know, I always knew I would, I uh, wanted to move to the center place. It was just happening a little bit earlier than I thought it would. But the year before, when I arrived at the university, I was. Unfortunately, very full of pride in myself, I really thought that I had arrived. One of the largest universities in the nation. At that time, the University of Texas had the third largest library system in the world. Beautiful, huge campus, 12 city block square. Huge. Great engineering school and on and on. But during the course of that year, I learned how small and unprepared I was and how prideful I had been. And I found myself needing once more to seek the Lord in a much greater way than I had ever done before. The most memorable thing that happened to me that entire year happened on the very last day that I was on that campus after one year's time. It was about noon, as I recall, and I had just taken my last test, and I came down out of the building and started the long walk across campus from, from uh, that building to the bus, and something very strange happened. It was an oak tree. I had walked by this tree almost every day for that entire year and never noticed it. In fact, the sidewalk was routed around this tree. It was so large. One of the largest oaks I've ever seen. It towered so high, even taller than a couple of the buildings that were in the area there. It shaded a huge area where there were many park benches under the shade of this tree around about. I looked up. It was beautiful. I couldn't believe I'd never noticed it. And as I stood there looking up, something happened. And this is the hard part of the testimony because I can't explain it to you. Something inside of me for a few minutes, I can't explain. I was captured by this tree. In awe of it, I should say. I started to walk on by and I had to turn around and go back. Finally, sitting down and looking at it, feeling something very, very different inside again. Being drawn to the beauty of this tree, and I knew by this time that the Lord Spirit was upon me, and I wondered, What are you showing me? Almost feeling like the tree was looking at me, as strange as that sounds. Looking back and thinking about this since then, I believe that for a few minutes as I looked upon this tree, the Lord allowed me to see that tree both physically and spiritually for just a few minutes as I sat there. As strange as that might sound, indeed I thought it was strange and always have since. And after about ten minutes, I got up and, and finally walked away. And for a little while, that spirit went with me, wondering for a while, what was that about? What could the Lord be trying to tell me by looking at this great oak tree? Now, I had some obligations that kept me in Austin for a couple of more months, so I wasn't headed to Independence just then. And on and off through that next week or two, I would think and try to explain to myself what this was about this experience what could it possibly be but after a couple of weeks like the other experiences I had forgotten about it a few weeks later I had that small U-Haul hooked up to my car ready to head home and I pulled out of the parking lot just as the sun was coming up one day and again I felt like a total failure as I left even though I was glad to be headed to the center place, I felt extremely low and dep- uh, defeated and depressed. If you've ever been to Austin, you know that the main highway through town is double-decker. There's an upper level that's for the express traffic going through, and there's a lower level for the city use. And on my way out of town, I had to drive that upper deck all the way through downtown downtown. And my route took me through the entire city on that upper deck, and there was almost no traffic that morning, so I was driving rather slow. And I felt this sickness in my stomach that I had made such a huge mistake in that year, wasting time and money, being there unprepared. And I, I looked across campus, and the, the state capitol is there. Great and beautiful buildings. It really is a, an awesome sight to look down upon that city. Such an opportunity, and I had failed. And all of a sudden, I saw it. In the middle of all that man made glory, if you will, I could see from the highway the top of that great oak tree. And immediately, The minute I caught glimpse of the top of that tree, the spirit flooded over me. As I looked at that tree and felt that same feeling all over again, and these thoughts came to my mind, quietly, not a voice, but all of a sudden, that this great oak tree was the only thing within my sight that was fulfilling God's purpose in creation think about that the only thing out of that beautiful scene of that great city and that university the only thing fulfilling god's purpose in that sight was that tree according to the spirit and that holy spirit stayed with me for a little while thankfully help me think about that, think about my life ahead, and I began to feel better. I had about 700 miles or so to think about it on the way to independence. Oh, how wonderfully my life changed when I began to meet young people in the center place. Among the saints of God, God has shown me that tree for a reason, And that two months later, the answer came. I had no idea what it could possibly have been about, but God did. He sees everything at once. Two months' time is nothing to him. Once again, I had that feeling that I'm in your midst and you cannot see me. Seek me and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. The great light of God's purpose in us is that we might have fellowship with him. And that doesn't mean only at church. As you well know, that doesn't mean only at church. It's every day. You and I can testify of the nearness of God when we're at work. We can testify of his nearness at home. I can testify of his nearness when we struggled Early in our lives, when one of our sons had a terrible disease to deal with, and he blessed us all the way through that and even healed him. We need to seek and find fellowship with the Master, walk with him, learn to know his love, because God wants to teach us how to be his sons and his daughters. And to prepare us for a time when this earth will be shaken and moved. And to prepare us eventually for a time when that holy city will return. The mysteries of God, as that opening scripture spoke of, are answered upon those who seek with all their hearts, trusting in him. Praying to Him and then listening and not forgetting when we pray, expecting an answer. God has created you uniquely and specifically as a very special part of His kingdom, if we choose to be a part of His kingdom. With the gifts and the talents that He's given and your unique ability to be His son or His daughter the way that only he knows can come about. And so we need to seek and find. That's when the mysteries really begin to unfold, when we truly seek. And you know, there was another boy that we all know the testimony of, who was at the age of 14, when he went out to the woods to seek. His name was Joseph Smith Jr. Just think how the world has changed since then and what the world was able to receive through the seeking of this one young boy going out to the woods to pray, seeking. I see a lot of beautiful woods around here. And you've got the whole week ahead of you. And I encourage you to go out and seek. God is love. He loves you more than you can possibly know. He knows every one of your names. Every one of you. He loves and calls to fellowship with him. I want to close with Psalm 105, verses 1 through 4. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye. Of all his wondrous works, glory ye in his name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Brothers and sisters, this is the light of God. This is what we were created for to have fellowship with Him, to walk with Him, to seek His face. May He bless you in the days to come in this beautiful setting. And I know He's here.
0: Let's turn to hymn number 267. 267.
2: Father and our God, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we draw close of this time of worship, truly worship, Lord, as we uh, bask in your creation, as we recognize your presence all around us in all that you've created, and as we have been reminded this night that all these things come from you, you live in and through them, that we might know of your love. I pray that we might recognize that greater offering, that we might see how it is as we seek you, that we might know of your love even more, that as we find ourselves in those times of drawing apart, as even as our brother has shared, if those times in a ditch, both whether we place ourselves there or life has put us there, that we might seek you, that we might know you, and that we might come out recognizing your love in all things. As we continue, O God, I pray that by the gift of that good spirit that accompanies us tonight, that we might truly grow and know so that we might show your love to this world, and that we might be lights, even lower lights, that would guide others to that safe harbor of your son, Jesus Christ, in this dark world. Thank you for entrusting us with a portion of that knowledge. Help us to be good stewards over that and apply it so your kingdom might come with power and authority and the world might see how you care for them and you love them. Bless our endeavors for the remainder of this week. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you in the name of thy Son, even Jesus Christ. Amen.